You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, we honor you and we praise your name on this Easter 2020. Lord, we lift you up, God. We honor you wherever we are, God. And we ask, Lord, that your presence would be with us together in Jesus' name. And God, I pray that as we air this message, Lord, as we air this service, Lord, that your kingdom come, your will will be done. And Lord, that people will hear your word and they will respond to your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people, wherever you are, say amen with me. Amen and amen. We welcome you. Good morning, Gateway Church. We want to welcome you. And if you are new with us online, we just want to encourage you to be checking us out on our website. We've got a contact page there that we would love to hear from you. Make yourself known. And this morning, we want to say Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. And we're excited. Today, we call it the Super Bowl Sunday of the church. It's usually the largest attended, a lot of participation. There's a lot of activity that goes into Easter typically. That's why we call it the Super Bowl. In church, they can cancel sporting events. They can cancel in, uh, schools and shut down uh, bars and restaurants. They can keep us from meeting together. But mark my words, Easter cannot be canceled. Can I get an amen? It was wide open, kind of quiet in here, but it's absolutely true. Easter cannot be canceled. Now, we understand that this is a different year. We understand that this will be probably one of the most unforgettable Easters in our lives, and uh, we're only online today but we do want to be interactive. We want to, uh, for you to be liking and commenting and sharing what's happening right now. We also want you to greet someone online. And so if you see someone online, that uh, a friend or a relative, make sure you let them know. Send them a comment. We're also asking every family to do two things. We would love for you right now, if you haven't already, to take a picture of yourself or your family or whoever's with you watching the service online. Post that on our Gateway Church website and uh, on, the, on their Facebook page, and we will randomly pick a family to win a pizza dinner this week from Tony's Pizza, which is right around the corner from the church. And uh, one of our local businesses that need us to be supporting them right now. The other thing is we have kids' resources. And hopefully you're prepared already, but we've got a a, a whole scavenger hunt kind of uh, for the service for kids to be participating in. We want to encourage you to be using this, and uh, we're excited for this. There are some questions in here that you'll be wanting to watch, watch, and you may even have to go back to do that, but we want to encourage you kids to be using those resources. Well, church, it's Easter 2020. 
And there's so many good angles to consider within the Easter story. And we know that uh, we can look in a lot of different ways, but no matter where we look, it's the greatest event of all history. It's pivotal to human life and to future. It's our hope that's anchored in the Easter celebration story. Easter is the central fact, the resurrection of Jesus in all of history. It's the number one highlighted church event on the, on the Christian calendar, and we've been excited to share this time with you, even in our unique situation. See, the truth is you may be feeling down. You might be feeling like throwing in the towel in this, in this season. Things are, there's a lot of chaos in our world, no doubt. You may have given up on your marriage or your job or your finances or even worse, you may have given up on your faith. But the good news is that we may have given up, but our God cannot and will not ever give up on us. And Easter, as we celebrate that and we celebrate Jesus, you've got to know that God brings dead things back to life. And he certainly wants to bring to life what's inside of us. Now, in the four Gospels uh, of, of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Bible is divided into two, uh, Old Testament and New Testament. And the New Testament starts with the four Gospels. We see the story of, of the death and the resurrection of Jesus in each of those four Gospels. But in the Gospel of Mark, which is uh, the study that we've been doing this year, as a church, it's the shortest of the resurrection stories. It's just eight verses long. And what I'd like to do is to take you there. If you've got a copy of God's Word, you can follow along. We'll put the verses on the screen here so you can follow along either way. And I want to encourage you in this. In Mark chapter 16, the previous chapter, uh, we know that Jesus is being mocked by the soldiers. He's crucified. He's nailed to the cross. We see his death, his final words, and then his burial. And then in verse 1 of chapter 16, it says this. It says, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the next day of the week, just after sunrise, that's Easter Sunday morning, They were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But they, when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large. It had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. And then I love this next phrase. He said, he is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go and tell the disciples, or his disciples and Peter. I'm going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And then it says, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this resurrection story. 
I thank you for what it means in our own lives, what it means to those that we're sharing this with right now on Facebook Live. And Lord, we know that it's meaningful to you as well. Lord, we thank you for this story. I pray that it would come alive in these next few moments. We give you the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Within this story, there's one character that I want to highlight. It's Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, I don't know if this is a familiar name to you or not. For some of you, you might be like, yeah, I know that name. But what was her story? What's the background of Mary Magdalene? All four Gospels take little bits and pieces of her life, and if you bring those together, you can kind of see a fuller picture of who Mary Magdalene was. One of those key scriptures is in Mark chapter 16, verse 9, that says that she was a woman, before she met Jesus, that she had seven demons living on the inside of her. And then we know that Jesus delivered Mary Magdalene, and she was completely changed. Her life changed when she met Jesus. And then from that point on, she started to travel with Jesus. In fact, we think about two and a half years that Mary Magdalene walked and talked with Jesus and the uh, 12 disciples. You say, wait, was Mary one of the disciples? No, the 12 disciples are on their own. But in the story of Jesus, we know that there were women who followed Jesus and the 12 disciples. And th that should be no surprise. 12 disciples traveling by themselves, how many of you know they needed a few good women? And Mary Magdalene was one of those for sure. But back to that day when Jesus delivered her, her life was going one direction, and now it was going a different direction. You could say that that was one of the defining moments in Mary Magdalene's life, no doubt. And I started thinking about defining moments in our lives. And, you know, what is the most defining moment of your life? For me, I talked with my family about that this week, and, and I was sharing that we were going to talk about this, and my daughter, Reagan, talked about driving back from North Central University a couple years ago after a Discover weekend where, where Reagan and I went, and on the way back, I already felt like she was supposed to go there to school, but she decided in the car, she said, Dad, I really feel like this is what God call on my life is for me to go to North Central. It was a defining moment. And then she also uh, said, man, another defining moment was when we dropped her off at school and she was in her room all by herself for the first time. And she said, that's when my life, I was going one direction, now I'm headed in a different direction. For Logan, I talked with him about it, and he said one of the defining moments in his life was when he broke his arm right before basketball season a few years back. Logan was a pretty good basketball player, but he broke his arm, was not able to play. We signed him up for another season just a few months after, and Logan broke his arm in the same exact place a second time. Right before basketball, he wasn't able to play again. And it was in that season, it was a defining moment for Logan that he really walked away from sports. And not that he's not good at sports, but he, he, he walked away from sports and really discovered more music and the arts. And it was a defining moment. 
For Jessica and me, we've talked about defining moments this last week and, you know, certainly marriage and when our, we had our kids and those are natural things that come to mind, but we had a defining moment when we decided as a family to move to Michigan 13 and a half years ago. We decided to leave the comforts of a, of a larger church, and, and I, I was a children's pastor there, and we said, you know what, we're going to start uh, this church, or we're going to connect with a, a small church plant, and we asked the Lord to do a work in our lives at that point. It was in that same season we had another defining moment where we were introduced to Dave Ramsey, and uh, really that's when we uh, started our debt-free journey and, and learning how to manage our finances better. I'm curious about you. What is the most defining moment in your life? I want to encourage you, right wherever you are, if you're by yourself, think about it. If you're with others, I want you to share real quick, what is the most defining moment of your life? We're going to give you one minute to do it. All right, so what's the most defining moment in your life? I hope you've had a chance to share that. I also just want to make reference that on our Easter scavenger hunt for the kids, that's one of the questions. Another question that might be eluding you, you might be zooming in, I'm not sure, but on my cup here, this is a cup that Reagan bought for me in India, and she brought that back when she came back from India, and just take a quick drink just to make note. Praise the Lord. So let's talk about Mary Magdalene a little more here. She had two defining moments that we're aware of. Certainly when the seven demons were cast out and she was delivered, that was a positive defining moment. But there was also a negative defining moment potentially in this story in Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8, where, where she was approaching the tomb where Jesus was buried. At the tomb, in her mind, it was game over. It was another blow. You think she had a hard life? I'm certain she did. If she had been tormented by seven demons, we don't know the backstory before that, but certainly she had had a road that had some ups and downs. And she, now she's at a point where she's at the tomb and all hope is gone. I want to pause here for a second. We know the rest of the story, but for Mary Magdalene and the other ladies that were with her, they were going to the grave. They were going to grieve. They were going to embalm Jesus to preserve his body. There was no hope. And they could have been questioning all that had happened over the last two and a half years. They're saying, man, was it all wasted? Was this all worthless? Is it time to throw in the towel? Is it time to turn away from my faith that all these things that I've put my hope in, it was, it, was it a waste of time? And you might be thinking similar things about your marriage or your job or about your finances or about relationships. Is it all just a waste? And then for Mary, this would have been an intense emotional time for her. She would have been experiencing a lot of emotional pain. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, we know that in other accounts in the Gospels that Mary Magdalene was approached by Jesus and she didn't even recognize him until he spoke her name. When he said Mary, the light bulbs came on and all of a sudden she realizes who she's with. And it went from agony to a thrill, the thrill of joy in just a split second. 
In fact, in Mark chapter 16, verse 9, I want to read this. Let's look at it here together. Mark 16, verse 9 says, When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, that's Easter Sunday, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. The very first person Jesus visited after the resurrection was Mary Magdalene. Not one of the apostles, not one of the Pharisees, didn't go back to the synagogue, not to a man, but instead to Mary Magdalene. And she becomes an apostle to the apostles. In, in my mind, she is one of the least likely people that Jesus would have visited. First of all, a woman in that day and age, women were, did not get the highlights that they deserved. But Jesus always elevated women throughout the Gospels. You can read it. But she's the one who had had seven demons. Kind of the one that no one would have put hope in. No one would have believed in. And when you think of the seven demons that she had, we don't know what that really looked like. But, you know, some of you, you might think of the you know, horror movie that you've seen and the, the, the demonic and that. But let's not think about that for a moment. Let's look at it from a different perspective. She was a woman, just like, uh, you know, we are, just like we are human, with seven issues, seven dysfunctions. Seven problems that she couldn't solve or fix on her own. Can you relate to that? Problems in your life? I know I can. And I'm curious, what are some problems that you are facing? For me, in this time of quarantine, it's certainly a time where it brings the best and the worst out of me. I, over the last few weeks, I've acknowledged this, um, you know, in our Facebook Live on Friday night. You know, I've had some ups and downs. I've struggled with some depression over these last couple weeks because it's hard not being together. I've been impatient with my family. I've struggled in different areas. I've even been worried myself. And then when you say, well, what kind of problems are you facing, pastors? Well, well, we've got the problem of how do we keep a church going online, keeping it afloat, worrying about the staff or worrying about how we're doing things. A completely different paradigm. I can relate to having problems, and I pray that you can as well. In fact, I'd like for you to take just a minute. What are some problems you are facing in your life? With, again, if you're by yourself, think about it. But if you're with others, just share something that you're, you have a problem with at this point. Let's do that for one minute, and we'll be right back. When you think of problems, and you think about Mary Magdalene, Certainly in her past, at this point, she had been broken in seven different places. And I think we all can relate to Mary Magdalene at some point. I know I can. And whether the problem you're facing today is fear or anxiety, or maybe it's some relational issues, maybe in your marriage or with friends, or maybe it is your job that you've been laid off and you're, there's not certainty for the future. It could be your finances, that things are getting tight day by day. Or maybe, and this is something I've seen, that maybe you're lonely. You're all by yourself, struggling to just maintain a positive perspective. 
or at Easter time or any holiday. Maybe you're estranged from your family. Maybe you're an outcast from your family. And this idea uh, is just exasperated in the holidays. Maybe you've been broken in some way. Or maybe you've got some doubt. We all have problems. But the great news about Easter is that Jesus, he pursues people who have problems. He goes after people with problems. And within the Easter story, Jesus goes after the most unlikely person, Mary Magdalene. And she becomes kind of this uh, person who has this crazy past. Now she's the leading actress in the story. Easter is that powerful. And it's powerful for Mary Magdalene. It's also that powerful for each and every one of us. See, we all have our own issues, but our own issues, our own dysfunctions, our own problems do not have to define us. You may not like the facts of your story. When you look back at your past, you might be thinking, man, I can't change that. But that's okay because of Easter. Easter, in this uh, second defining moment of Mary's life, when she comes to the tomb, it, she, when she comes to the empty tomb in particular, it's a statement that it's not over for Mary Magdalene. In fact, it's never over. The central fact in history can be the central fact in your life. This is a game changer, what Easter provides for, East, for each of us. Can you say this with confidence, that Jesus is the central fact of your life? Think about that. Can you say that? Jesus is the central fact of my life. I'm curious, this Easter, what is God up to in this crazy time? With the coronavirus still spreading, still growing, and I don't think we've hit that curve on the downside, probably not. Why is all, all of this suffering? Why this past hurt? We may not even believe in what Easter is all about. You might be watching with a friend or maybe someone encouraged you to, to, uh, to look in and maybe when you think, uh, you hear someone say God is love, you second guess that. Maybe people have misrepresented the gospel to you in your life. But I have this crazy suspicion. What if all of this, even us being online in this season, is all to get our attention, and more specifically, to get your attention. See, the truth is, is that God cannot and will not ever give up on us. He'll never give up on you. You might be saying, well, what's the big deal? You know, should I even care? Well, the truth is that God loves you. He not only loves you, He likes you, and you mean the cross to Jesus. I saw that this week. I love that. You mean the cross to Jesus. And what Jesus does is he gently draws us to himself. And he brings us to a place of repentance. And I just want you to know that no matter what your past looks like, it's not too late for you. Because of what happened at the resurrection, when Jesus overcame death in the grave, took the keys of hell, 
and Jesus rose from the grave. When he did that, it was allowed. It is not over for you. And so you don't have to throw in the towel. You don't have to give up on your marriage or your relationships. You don't have to give up on your job or your finances. And please know, you don't have to give up on your faith. Our faith, our hope can be rooted in Jesus. God has never given up on you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the truth of this word. Lord, we know that Easter is a special time and that you draw us to you. And Lord, I pray that in these next few moments, Lord, that you would capture our hearts. For those that don't know you, those that have, don't have a relationship, Lord, that, that we would find you in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. As we come to a close, and we're going to close here in just a few moments, I want you to know that we've been praying for you. You're watching online, and if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, or maybe you serve God at one time, but you have kind of walked away, today is your day to follow Jesus, to come back to the Lord or to find Jesus. And what we want to do is we want to offer you the free gift of salvation. It's a simple story. Jesus died on the cross for you. He went into the grave and went and, and spent time in hell for you. But he also rose for you. And when he did that, when he came back to life and then ascended to the Father, it provided a way for you to find salvation. It, we cannot be saved on our own. We are only saved by the blood of Jesus, by putting our faith in Jesus. And today, if you want to put your faith in Jesus, I want to lead you in a prayer. And then after I lead you in this prayer, I'm going to encourage you to go to our website, thegateway.church. It's easy to find. And we've got a connection card there where you can let us know that you've rededicated your life or that you've accepted Jesus as your Savior or that you want to be water baptized. And someday we'll do that again, I, I assure you. We want you to do that. But let me lead us in a prayer today as we start to close. Lord, we thank you that you have called us. And Jesus, right now, we confess our sin. We ask, Lord, that you would forgive us and to make us whole. Take our sin away. You took our sin on the cross. And today, on Easter 2020, Lord, we give our heart to you. Restore the relationship we once had. Or for those, Lord, that are coming right now, Lord, I pray that they would turn their hearts towards you, that they would confess you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that this will happen over and over and over. And Lord, that this would be the greatest Easter ever because it's the Easter we turn to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we close today, I've uh, asked, uh, again, if you are, have given your heart to Jesus, if you've made your, your if you walked, walked with us through that prayer, I want you to make yourself known. It's important to us to know how we can follow up with you and to do that. One other thing we've, I've done today is that I've asked my family to join me uh, on, uh, at Easter I'm standing in a pretty much empty congregation this morning, but I didn't want to be alone. And so I asked my family, and guys, come on up here quick. And uh, I've asked my family to join me, and uh, 
my family to yours. We know wherever you are, you're probably with your family, your immediate family at least. And we just want you to know how much we love you, how much we miss you. And uh, we're just excited to be able to, to bring a greeting to you. And as we close this Easter 2020, there's been a song in this season that's been really impactful to me and Jessica and uh, the rest of our family. And the song is called The Blessing. And the, it's really a benediction song. And several weeks back, even before all this coronavirus was, was uh, upon us, I had asked Pastor Bobby, hey, can we do the blessing as a song to finish Easter? And it's, it looks a little different today, uh, but we want our family to know that we're praying for you. We want to send a blessing your way, and we're going to do that by sending it to Pastor Bobby and to Kyle back in their apartment. And without further ado, let's send the video there. They're going to sing this over us. Let's do it. Praise Thanks, Pastor Bobby. As we close this Easter, we just want you to know that we love you, we miss you, but we know that the blessings of God does not, it's not bound by a building or even by the airwaves, that the God we serve, he's risen and he is blessing us. And it's for you and your family. And I just pray that the Lord would go before you, behind you, all around you. And Lord, Lord, just bless our people in this time. We pray it in Jesus' name. One last thing we just want to encourage you is that we want you, before you get off of the, the web, website here or off the live stream, what is your number one takeaway? What's the one thing that you want to remember from Mary Magdalene's life or about Easter and the resurrection story? We love you. Make sure you comment. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.